I'm Matthew Schneeman. Spoon Jackson has been in prison for 42 years. In that time, he's become a poet and a journalist. This show is about his poetry. Now, I don't like poetry, but after getting to know Spoon, I started to. So this show recreates that process, but for you. Spoon reads a poem. Maybe you like it. Then we put it in some context. And at the end, we reread the poem. And hopefully this time, goddammit, you do like it. Now, this episode, we talk about forgiveness. How Spoon forgave his dad for being... Well, it's not really my place to label him, but he wasn't a great dad. The theme is forgiveness, but the subject is pigeons. I talked to a pigeon protector in Las Vegas. It's really sad. No animal should have to go through that. A dude who hunts pigeons. People, when people see you sort of stalking the pigeons, they think that you're up to something and they may call 911. <laughs> I hunt one myself. You were hunting pigeons. Hunting pigeons. <laughs> I, 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 I and we get to talk to Spoon's brother, Abe, which is always great. At night. You know, and then just me and my mom. My mom was my good, my good buddy. Today on At Night. I fly. Today I die. I died yesterday and tomorrow. at night I fly welcome to at night I fly I'm Matthew Schneeman king of the universe with me as always is Spoon this is Spoon Jackson the night of realness (laughs) that's right god our names are so cool today I want to do a poem called forgive I can't remember why I picked it because the feature today is all about pigeons so we have a lot of pigeon talk today what page you know Page 47. My book is falling apart. Ah, I remember why I picked this poem now. I want to read it today because we're going to be talking about pigeons and pigeon hunting. And I think it encapsulates your idea of having one foot in darkness and one foot in light. Good. That's good. It reminds you of that. (laughs) It it reminds me at times of uh, how wrong that your justice system is and how nature is forgiving. Mm. Yeah, so this is poem is called Forgive. The sparrow forgives the hulk for snatching its breath of spring. Life forgives death for sucking the plants and animals dry. Death forgives life for replenishing the land, for making man and woman over again. The trees forgive the sun for being sometimes overbearing. The ocean forgives the moon for causing their waters to rise. Out of respect, the sun sets and allows the moon its full glow. All being stars in one love. The human forgives yeah yeah I, I like this poem but I think the word forgive actually might trick people because I think this poem is it feels to me more like it's it's about understanding the balance of life that you can't have life without death yeah 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 that's cool and i love that balance but when you get when you forget that life and death work together 
things get messed up. For example, there is um, in Las Vegas, there are those pigeons. Remember I told you about them and people were putting cowboy hats on their heads? All right, so long. just to wrap up, now you have a crazy article about pigeons. Yeah, this one's a bit bizarre. <laughs> it's from the Washington Post, and it's about pigeons that have been showing up in Las Vegas wearing cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah, it was cruel. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's like people, they, they forgot pigeons are real. <laughs> We've been uh, yeah. separated from life and death that pigeons are animals, and so they... Yeah, and so are humans. I realize I don't actually have your name. Mariah Hillman. Rescuer Mariah Hillman says the wound looks painful. They still can't pull off that hat. It's really sad. No animal should have to go through that. Almost looks like he's been scalped. When I heard about this story, I think like many people, my first thought was like, cool, that's hilarious. Yes, yep. I saw the video, someone tagged me in it, and I just thought, oh, God, that's cute, you know? And then I just almost immediately thought, well... How is that hat staying on? Wait a minute. Maybe the person who did this didn't think they were going to be harming them, but in the end, it has harmed him. Neighbors have actually spotted at least Pigeons two are birds with those very hats. much looked at as sky trash or rats with wings. You know, you hear all of, all of that a lot. But it's very much the way we use our words and we talk about not just pigeons, but other people, um, you know, other races that determines how we treat them. You know, um, pigeons used to be war heroes and we loved them. And then all of a sudden, somehow they got this bad rap because of a line in a movie. Somebody said rats with wings in a movie and it just caught on. Most people don't even know what they're quoting. It was just a line in a movie. It's not even a real thing. The movie Stardust Memories, Woody Allen. I told Spoon about the cowboy pigeons of Las Vegas. They glued the hats on there? Yeah. No, that's cool and unusual punishment. Because when you take the hat off, it's going to tear the feathers off the bird's head, one. Yeah, because that, hey, that's not right. You don't do things like that. Just be cruel. The poem, yeah. the poem forgive, I like to, I, f- I feel like it has to do with balance. There's this yeah. hunter I told you about who hunts wild pigeons and other invasive species, and he is literally making a balance. Which he I, eats them too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, he's making a balance. I believe in it. Yeah. I think he also eats anacondas, iguanas. Well, his taste in cuisine is a little different than mine, but, you know, I'm a power to him. <laughs> I'll probably yeah. try anaconda. I don't know. I'd eat a rattlesnake, so maybe I'd eat a slice of that, too. But they need somebody might need to be start eating them snakes down there in Florida. That's so exactly what he's... Species. That's exactly what he's trying what he's to doing, do. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Because that, that species don't belong there. And when you start... That's what I'm saying. Man want to do all this ridiculous stuff. And then when nature get out of control because we've been discombobulated by what man did, you'll know what you're going to get. Meet Jackson Landers, author, hunting guide, and self-appointed founder of what he calls the Invasive War Movement. Jackson Landers has been on Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern. Battling invasive species by eating them. And took a call from me. My name is Jackson Landers. I'm an author science journalist, sometimes a civil rights journalist, and sometimes a documentary filmmaker.
originally I wanted to talk to you because Spoon was talking about hunting pigeon when he was uh, when he was growing up. Pigeons from under the bridge, wild pigeons, and we would hook them, straighten out a clothes hanger and hook the pigeons and take them back and cook them. I think he would use that to pull them off their perch from the bridge. Oh, he's reaching up. Okay, yeah, because they're, so when they when they're under bridges like that, that's where they're nesting because their need of habitat long ago in Eurasia was cliffsides. And so they look for nesting habitat that resembles that as much as possible. Okay. Jackson is an expert in hunting a whole variety of animals, as detailed in his book Eating Aliens. But I was interested in one animal in particular. If if I wanted to go hunt some pigeons in uh, New York City or Brooklyn, do you think I'd be able to get away with it? Last I checked, um, pigeons, starlings, sparrows, and rats, and probably mice, are all things that can legally be killed in the city of New York as a vermin. So on the streets of New York City, for the most part, it is legal to kill a pigeon. Now, how do you do that? Well, and, you know, obviously, discharging the firearm in the city is a very dangerous thing. So you can't do that. There's laws against that. But it's actually still not illegal to throw a rock. You can throw a rock <laughs> or a baseball in the city of New York, and that is perfectly legal. Um, so that was kind of what I figured out was was a way that I could do it where it's not illegal. Um, uh, but the, the so the real issue is that people, when people see you sort of stalking the pigeons, they think that you're up to something and they may call 911 and you're actually not doing anything illegal because like you're you're when you're hunting your body language changes whether you're aware of it or not and people be kind of kind of notice that guy's up to something I tried to kill a pigeon today I tried to hunt a pigeon I, I tried to hunt a pigeon right off the street why not The music you're hearing right now is a remix I did of the theme song to Objection to the Rule, a weekly live news show I contribute to on Radio Free Brooklyn. On air, I told my co-hosts all about my pigeon hunt. Hello, and welcome to another Sunday in Brooklyn. You are listening to Objection to the Rule. (laughs) I was was on the hunt uh, for some pigeons. You were hunting pigeons. Hunting pigeons. <laughs> I, I, I recently interviewed this guy who hunts. Um, he kills invasive species. And he, he, I thought the difficult part of killing a pigeon would be killing the pigeon. But the social pressure to not be looked at like I'm a madman is overwhelming. So how did you have any success hunting pigeons, Matt? Okay, now I'm literally surrounded by pigeons. There's probably 30 of them here. I'm going to kill one. And then so I found this perfect area that was kind of secluded. I bought like a giant flock of pigeons. And oh, they all flew away from me. Beautiful, really. You forget that pigeons are birds. And these pigeons, they're so close. And I finally was like, you know what? I got to do it. You know, it's uncomfortable. I don't, I don't even eat meat, but I was like, I must, we must be connected. I must show people that like this is what meat <laughs> consumption Where was this in Brooklyn? Outside of a park, right off of Patchen. Oh my God. I, I, I throw it. <laughs> it. It shatters and I'm not sure if I hit anything because it's a big pack and they all fly away. And I see one pigeon just kind of like, that I must have nicked. 
Oh. And he's just kind of sitting there, oh, kind of side eyes, just waiting for me to finish the job. Oh. And Jesus. And I didn't do it. Oh. Because I, I don't know. I felt like at that point I was trying to just. If I killed the pigeon, it would just be to like. Yeah. I don't know. It was almost like a macho thing. I'm not sure if I'm. I went out and tried to about. hunt a pigeon. Uh, do you remember how that turned out? Yeah, vaguely. We had a turn. You didn't. Did you eat it? No, I didn't. I I got close, but oh. then I didn't kill the pigeon. Okay, good. Because don't do that just to be doing things like that. You don't do that that way. That's not the right way to do things. See, we raised pigeons. And my brother raped, raised pigeons for years. Even after I came to prison, we raised them to eat, though. Hello? Hello? This audio is horrendous, so I'm sorry. Yo, what's up? some reason, my headphone doesn't work. Uh, the my headphones. We're going to take a confessional detour for about three minutes. This is Luther Banger, professional juggler, performer, and for the sake of this piece, my conscience. We've known each other for about half my lifetime. He didn't like how I did the pigeon hunt feature that you just listened to. Sorry, I, sorry I spooked you by trying to kill a pigeon. Oh yeah, no, it's alright. It wasn't really the spook itself, I just felt like it, it was delivered in a way where it made me feel like the, or it made me feel like uh, you weren't taking it, like, like that you weren't taking it that seriously or something, I guess. Yeah, I, I, th I think you're just picking up on like my discomfort of, I think I just, I was doing this thing that I knew would be kind of like sensational and, and interesting. And when I would tell people about it and they'd be so repulsed, I think it made me really angry because I really don't see that big of a difference between me hitting a pigeon with a rock and me eating cheese that came from a factory farm. Like the cheese from the factory farm is like, is a lot worse. <laughs> you know, there's so much more suffering. But I, I don't want to alienate people, so instead of yelling at people and getting on the soapbox about it I like just speak in like a funny aloof way about it and I think yeah. I think that's what was coming out yeah because sure. yeah and I feel like in a lot of ways I don't have I, or I, I think I completely agree with you ideologically uh, but then I felt like you're the way that particularly the way that you like described your hesitancy but also that it just made me sad because you had like hit a bird <laughs> like, oh, um, that's just like a guy throwing rocks at a at a bird <laughs> right now, or like, or like, if I didn't know you, especially that that felt like that to me was just like made it feel like that wasn't a quest that needed to be undergone exactly or something. Luther knows me quite well and could see that there was something between me and what I was trying to do. It was discomfort. I think part of me knew that I was doing this piece of stunt journalism just because it would get a response. It was not, as Luther put it, a quest that needed to be undergone. This episode is about forgiving. I don't think that what I did was the most horrendous thing in the world, but I do think it's a good example of how we mess up. 
even when we have good intentions. I just wanted to make people connected to food so that we treat things better, but... I sounded like an idiot, I guess. A spoon, on the other hand, doesn't need to do sensational stunts for a podcast to feel connected to animals or hunting. Growing up, he raised pigeons and hogs. He and his dad would use greyhounds to run down jackrabbits. That was one of the few positive memories he had of his dad. Spoon has his own story of forgiveness. Yeah, he wasn't nice. He was womanized. He was womanized. And a ton of brothers and sisters. You know, I have, you know, was about 15 full brothers and then about four half brothers and four or five half sisters. I was just talking to your brother. He called me back. Abe. Yeah, I told him. Yeah, he's supposed to. Yeah, I told him who you were again. Did you have a good relationship with your dad? Uh, 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 yeah. Not so much. I mean, I had I, I recognize the fact that he he did a certain amount of of what a dad was supposed to do. But like a lot of dads, he he saw other women, and he got involved with other women. So that 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 that's been with me ever since I found out that it was going on. And that was way back in the day that my dad was. You know, that's why I have brothers with the same dad, different different moms. Thank you for using Global Tail Link. And so hunting yeah. with them was. Was that kind of a a nice time, uh, kind of a break from uh, yeah. a hectic home? Yeah, to be hanging out with him, even though we didn't talk. Basically, we didn't talk. Then all of a sudden, nothing, a whole, a whole lifetime to each other. So I came to prison, and he said, boy, you better pray. That was about it. And he stayed down there in an old railroad uh, house where he was working, cleaning uh, railroad cars. So he stayed down there in his own little place and flat where he took the women and girls he was messing with. Yeah. So my mom taught us this, don't be this, you know, go down there to visit your dad. Don't disrespect your dad and my mom. So, so I was able to expect him to respect him and try to try to look out for him. But I didn't like his ways, the things he did. I love him, but I didn't love some of his ways because he had other women, you know. How do you think that's affected you? Uh, well, I thought I would. I thought I didn't want to be end up being like him, and I did in a sense, only that I didn't have a bunch of kids. But then the one thing was good about my dad is that he he was honest enough to tell us that those were our brothers and sisters. If he hadn't, but they lived on the same street, some of us would have been messing with him or something like that. <laughs> that wouldn't been good. But like that's a pretty low bar, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Some people don't do that, and you know, like you say, they can end up in that nepotism. Well, not nepotism, but uh, incest. I wouldn't want to be in that, you know, because I remember one of my sisters, she was kind of cute, and she was about my age. <laughs> but I try so much not to be like him. I ended up being like him in, in, in the low ways. But I don't abuse women or anything like that. My dad was, was, was willing to hurt somebody. He had a certain roughness. He had what? <laughs> had a certain roughness in his character. He's kind of rough. Mm. So we, all of us, all of my brothers, 
knew to respect him and kind of stay clear of him, you know. I remember he hit my mom uh, a few times. You have 60 seconds remaining. So that wasn't cool. Hmm. How about you and your family? Uh, pretty nice family. Uh, no violence. Uh, not not very much anger. Um, pretty yeah. pretty safe upbringing. Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> I said a pretty safe upbringing, but it was very lead it, leave okay. it to Beaverish. <laughs> Andy Griffin. <laughs> Did your dad? Um, have a relationship with you when you were in prison? Uh, no. So the last thing he said to you was, uh, you better pray, and he, and he never talked to you since? Yeah. I think we had one little phone call after that when I was calling to talk to somebody, and that was that. Does that make it easier or harder? Did it make it easier or harder to forgive him? No, it's about the same. I was you know, doing it for not only for it's for the universe sake doing it for my sake because you know it eats you up to have that type of thing and forgive for what he did to my mom that's what I'm talking about not to me mm-hmm. my mom never got with no other man she was in love with him but he never loved her so you know that probably affected me in a way You know, and then just being with my mom. My mom was my good, my good buddy. So I, I used to hang out with them, watch TV and different things like that. So I have some pleasant memories, you know. Yeah, you once said that you you forgave your dad and you said you're doing it more for the universe. What what do you think was actually happening? Well, what do you think people actually do when we say we forgive? You let go of that. Oh, okay. This is Global Tell Link. Thank you for using Global Tell Link. Get that bit what I said at the end? Might have mixed it up. You let go of anger? Let go of anger and hatred and uh, the bitterness and uh, the forgiveness of my dad. Forgiveness of my dad. So when you don't forgive somebody, you don't forgive yourself, all you're doing is destroying yourself. But that's ain't a place, that's not a place where you just get to just because. You gotta have a journey in life. You gotta go through some things yourself in order to get there. The sparrow forgives the hulk for snatching its breath of spring. Life forgives death for sucking the plants and animals dry. Death forgives life for replenishing the land, for making man and woman over again. The trees forgive the sun for being sometimes overbearing. The ocean forgives the moon for causing their waters to rise. Out of respect, the sun sets and allows the moon its full glow. All being stars in one love, the human forgives. You have 60 seconds remaining. Um, I guess we had to do a conclusion. Okay, this is a conclusion to the forgiveness phone. This is Spoon Jackson, a night of realness, and I hope you will forgive someone today. Thanks for listening. 
That's beautiful. Thank you, Spoon. What about you? This is... This is Matthew Schneeman, uh, King of the Universe. <laughs> All right. Can I call you Saturday? <laughs> yeah. Or right, maybe sooner. All right, well, if I don't hear All you right, before, then, then Saturday at uh, noon for you, right? All right. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, have a... Spoon's poetry book that we use for this show is called Longer Ago. His memoir by heart is available through New Village Press, and the podcast he works on, Uncuffed, is available on all podcast platforms. There's a petition on change.org for Spoon's life sentence to be reevaluated. My name is Matthew Schneeman. I produced and did the music for this episode.